then like one of his stakes came out of the ground and yeah. it, it kind of flapped around a little and I was like, oh man, he's got to get that stake in there. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden our tent starts to blow up the mountain and I was just like, oh. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Molly. And you're listening to the Two Sisters on Adventures podcast. After our lunch break at Umbrella Falls, we hit back. And our phone call time. And our phone call and our map reading. And we took some pictures for some people. Yeah. Etc. Peed. Um, we <laughs> continued on the Meadows trails, which if you ever want to just go for a walk somewhere yeah. in the Mount Hood area, pick Super any of pretty. the trails yeah. in the Mount Hood Meadows area. They're yeah. very nice. Uh, and some years you can see a ton of bear grass blooming. Mm-hmm. So we finally junctioned back with the Timberline Trail, and at that point we were nine miles into our day. And the time frame when we had began the reroute, I think we were at 4.3 miles in. So that was a big chunk of time that we spent walking on the reroute, and I don't know how long the Timberline Trail was in between the two the spots, the spots where we exited it and then rejoined the trail. Um, but I don't think the reroute only added a mile. It felt like it was much more, um, and the way our math worked out the rest of the day, we added on way more mileage than we thought we had. So it was kind of weird because we junctioned back up with the Timberline Trail, and it was probably like 2 p.m. at that point. And so there were these two hikers that we met, and we were just realizing, I think, that we were on the Timberline Trail. And these two guys were like, oh, where are you hiking? They're like, oh, we're doing the Timberline Trail. And we're like, oh, well, this is your reroute. You have to go downhill here. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I think yeah. we realized that they, they, were... they have, they were already done with the reroute. So yeah. I guess they only worked in the certain morning hours. Yeah. And which then... had I known that we would have just started later in the day. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but also it said online that it would add one mile and in the end it added probably like, I don't know, two or three miles. I'd yeah. Say, total. At least a good hour to and, our day. And a lot of, a good chunk of gain. Yes. So it was kind of, yeah, that Instead was kind of Instead of like just walking on a fairly level yeah. section of trail, that would be like an easier section. Mm-hmm. It, we were doing uphill and downhill. Yeah. So. And also having to look at a map. So now we're kind of behind schedule, but mm-hmm. that's okay. We've got plenty of daylight. It's yeah. July 30th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we continued on our way. And then we, I remember we rounded a corner and we saw another beautiful waterfall. Yeah. Uh, one of my really favorite cool. parts about the Timberline Trail is the abundant water sources and all of the sources are icy cold like i don't think we ever had a lukewarm water source on that trail like i would rate it in like the top three trails i've ever done for water sources. although i will say for anyone who's wanting to do this from newton creek um to cloud cap there actually is no water sources and the water source at cloud cap is a pipe in the campground and honestly and there was scratch that there was some a minimal yes. water source mm-hmm. right before cloud cap um cap but i don't think it's there all years that's correct but i would say that's just the cloud cap say. water pipe the water tasted great unbelievable so there you go yeah um so yes we junctioned back up with the timberline trail caught a beautiful waterfall view uh mm-hmm. kind of went around a ridge and then the view the views are really cool. If you've ever skied or snowboarded Mount Hood Meadows, you know about Heather Canyon, Clark Canyon. And it's just cool to see those areas free of Snowless. snow and like w- the underlying terrain. And so we rounded and I believe it is Clark Canyon because the next creek crossing that we had mm-hmm. was Clark mm-hmm. Creek. Yeah. And Clark Creek actually wasn't bad for us. So it was definitely something we did in the afternoon. But it was really just a rock hop. Honestly, Mm -hmm. we didn't even get our feet wet. We didn't have to change our shoes. So that was kind of a nice, easy, breezy, relatively quick thing. 
And then we were able to just get right back on our trail. And so then naturally, right, you have a little uphill and then a good chunk of downhill. And um, one other piece on Clark Creek. That was one of, I mean, I had a lot of favorite views, but that was a very beautiful view of the mountain mm-hmm. uh, because the kind of the area that's been carved by the glacier is open. So you just get to see this really cool view of the mountain. Yeah. And there are a couple switchbacks in the sandy soil mm-hmm. heading back uphill from Clark Creek and just like being able to catch views of the mountain on Mm -hmm. those switchbacks are really pretty. So then as we came down, we knew we had one more creek crossing for the day. It was going to be Newton Creek, which is a little bit bigger creek crossing typically. And as we're headed down, um, you know, I think we were a little bit ahead of our friends, but we were all getting kind of tired because it was getting closer to four in the afternoon. You know, we'd had kind of a longer day than expected. We'd had more uphill than we'd planned for, which is fine because you just know that kind of stuff is going to happen. But it was still a little bit more tiring than I'd expected. And so we sat down and we're like, we're just going to take a break. We're going to eat some of our goldfish. We're going to eat some of our candy. We'll just like visit and hang out. Everybody can get water because there was a nice creek there. And you don't want to fill up in glacial water Mm -hmm. if you're trying to filter water. So I knew that. Why is that? Because the little particles that give glacier water its beautiful color will clog your filter, basically. And then it's ne- you just can't get it back out. So it actually literally wrecks your filter. Um, and you can still use the filter, I guess, but it's just going to always be a lot slower because it's literally clogged by those beautiful um, glacial, glacial flower <laughs> that comes from the rocks actually grind- being ground by the glacier. So... If you have to filter glacial water, you have to. But yeah. this was a new filter. Actually, it was Kate and Drew's filter. This was a new filter for Kate and Drew. <laughs> so we didn't want to wreck it for them. And there was a really lovely creek yeah. on our side of Newton Creek. So we drank our water. We refilled our water. And I was kind of like, this might be our last water for the day, actually. Because yeah. I knew there was not going to be any water before our campsite. Um, we were hoping there might be some snow fields up there that you could get some water from because we were actually about to go to the high point of the Timberline Trail, but it's like you can't always count and rely on that. So we had to bring enough for just like dinner and breakfast for both of us, plus some for hiking. And then the next day we'd go to Cloudcap either way. So we'd be fine. But so we got our water and we had our rest break and then we were like, okay, it's time to continue on the trail. So we crossed that little um, creek and we go very clearly, clearly down this trail that just dead ends on the side of a cliff and I feel like we stood there for a couple seconds and I was like we should get off of this because if this this trail clearly eroded and crumbled away at some point right ahead of us I don't feel like we need to stand here and be like where's the trail where's the trail (laughs) like the trail's down there guys we don't need to stand here probably this isn't gonna just crumble away but at some point that did and I don't feel the need to be right here (laughs) so we backtracked and we're like okay well this is actually just very weird no one's made a comment about it. Yeah. And this was the one downfall of going counterclockwise. Yes. Everybody goes clockwise. So they just see the trail as they come around. But when you're going counterclockwise, it's like there's all these little footpaths where I think yeah. some people will camp in different yeah. areas. So we're like, okay, we'll cross back over the little log. And we went a little bit farther down because it kind of looked like a trail. And then it kind of looked like a trail up higher, but it didn't seem right. So we came back and then we go over to where the trail crumbled again and we came back. And then Molly and Drew are looking at what looks kind of like the trail. I think Kate was like, I'm just going to stay here because should we really all split up in four directions? And then I was like, I'm going to go across the creek and I'm going to go kind of back where these rocks are because it looked like a logical path. But then it stops where there's like these two boulders. And I was like, well, that just doesn't make sense. So I came back and we were kind of just all like, what? 
And ultimately, it's like we weren't so worried about where the trail was because we knew that we were just going to cross the river anyway. Yeah. We knew we were in the right area. So really what we needed was just a good way to go down the bank. And I was not going to scramble down that bank no. because it's literally just made of these huge boulders oh, that gosh. I know if you dislodge are just going to roll. And it's like... There's no reason to go sliding down yeah. a sandy embankment with and boulders that probably weigh about as much as a car. Oh. Um, I wrecked a pair of shorts about five years ago uh. now because um, my friend and, and and I were at this beautiful alpine lake and I was like, I'll just go a few steps up the like little embankment and, and then I can take a better picture of you. And then when I, I, I slipped on the rocks cause they were so bad. And when I fell, it's like, they're so sharp. They just cut through my shorts and they <laughs> scraped up my butt and my hands. And so I'm always just like lava rock is the sharpest stuff in the world. Yeah. I'm not going to take any chances. So we were kind of looking around to try and just find a route down and the in side. My mind, I'm like, Gosh, I thought this was going to be this enjoyable, no frills, like just walk on a trail day. And here we're doing this thing again yeah. where we're trying to find a river crossing and the trail. Yeah. Like, why do we always have to do this? <laughs> and so finally, I think you, I was like, that looks like it's a trail, but it just doesn't make sense because it quits. So I went back yeah. to the spot where Carrie had stopped and I went about 15 feet beyond where she yeah. had turned around. And there was one pink tag yeah. ribbon hanging yeah. there. So I was like, guys, guys, mm -hmm. yay. So, so And at, that was a perfectly fine way down. At that point, the trail was very yeah. apparent. And then it spit us out in kind of the creek crossing area mm -hmm. for Newton Creek. Yeah. And I'd say Newton Creek was the first little challenge of our trip. Um, I don't think it's typically known to be super challenging. But we were crossing at 4 p.m., which is later in the day. And so that was one where I think we spent a couple more minutes kind of just looking up and downstream, trying to mm -hmm. scout and figure out the best place. We found a spot where it was uh, slower moving and a, a little, little bit wider. Bit wider. Yeah. And I think it was maybe a little deeper than some other spots, mm -hmm. but it was just, it was such a slow moving area that I was like, and that looks slow moving is a relative term. Yeah, I would slow say. It was moving. all flowing pretty fast. Yeah. And the tough thing about that specific area of Newton Creek like once again, when we had gotten to the crumbly trail overlook, <laughs> the water was flowing downhill. I would say at a pretty, like yeah. it was not flat. It was flowing yeah. on a downhill. And so when we finally made it to the correct area to cross Newton Creek, it's like almost like steps yeah. where it's like mini, like little three foot drops, like miniature waterfalls, nothing crazy, yeah. but like little drops and then little flat sections, but yeah. it's like stepped downwards as it's losing elevation. Mm -hmm. So you kind of want to find a spot where the water's not just like shooting out on a downhill. You, you want to be like a little bit more yeah. level. Um, and so we ended up crossing, I feel like, pretty much where the trail yeah. spat us out. And I think there was like two little spots. Yeah, so there it were did two braid sections. a little bit. Um, which braiding... Um, I don't know if we discussed that term before, but that's just talking about how, like, you've got a stream and it's all running together and then here it splits into all these little different streams and that's what they mean when they say that a stream braids out. And so, like, typically, if you can cross a creek or a river in a section where it's braided out, it will be... Shallower. Yeah, shallower and, and less... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Current. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Compared to a very So you might have to cross water. more channels... Yeah. But it's like you're not crossing this huge exactly. stream. So I would say for us, um, so we found a spot once again where we liked what the flow looked like. We liked that there was not 
a ton of rocks that it looked like we were going to slip on. And so there was probably about three feet where we were in a little bit deeper yeah. than knee deep water yeah. that was pushing for pretty us, good. For us, it was about shin, but for shin. our friend, it was about knee deep. Okay. She's shorter yeah, than Yeah. And all it took was about two steps to get through that. And then the mm-hmm. flow was significantly less. And then yeah. it was like a pretty simple, another probably like 10 feet of walking through water, but nothing crazy either. Yeah. So it was fine. It just took a couple minutes to analyze mm-hmm. and figure out where and we wanted should, to attack I it. mean, it's fine to spend a couple minutes thinking about a river crossing. There are people who spend, you know, like an hour thinking about it if it's a really sketchy river crossing. You know, it's like one of those things where it's better to spend a couple minutes than even just get your shins banged up and have a cut. You know what I mean? Totally. So it's fine to spend a couple minutes. And it wasn't that hard. And so I felt like we just kind of continued on. And then we were back to more uphill. Yeah, we were headed up Gnarl Ridge is what it's called. And I think it's funny because in a way I was like, I understand why it's Gnarl Ridge because I feel like those trees, (laughs) they reminded me almost of like... If you were in the Lion King and like the bad half of the land, you know how the trees are all like growing (laughs) sickly looking. And that's what you get, I think, when you're in more of an alpine area. I'm thinking about when we were by Mount McLaughlin. Anytime Mm -hmm. we were at that higher elevation, the trees, they just get like a thinner, kind of more gnarled, kind of twisted look to them. Mm -hmm. Like life at, you know, 7,000 feet is actually kind of difficult. So I think where Gnarl Ridge, Ridge started we were probably at something around 6,000 feet of elevation. Mm-hmm. We were going to go all the way up to about 7,300 where we were yeah. going to camp that night. Yeah. And I would say Gnarl Ridge was one of my favorite spots on the whole trail. Hmm. Uh, oh, it was like, I'm I just, just saying, hmm, yeah, I, I just love that. how it was so open. Um, you could kind of see down into the canyon where Newton Creek was flowing. So that was really cool. I think that there's, um, it's something Clark Glacier. I don't know if it's Newton Clark mm-hmm. Glaciers in that area. At this point, it was, like, kind of late in the day. It was probably 7 p.m. by the time we got up to Gnarl Ridge, and the sun was right behind the mountain, so it's kind of fun when the the sun isn't shining directly on the mountain. You can start to see all the colors, mm-hmm. and uh, Especially one of the things... volcano. Exactly. One of the things Carrie and I thought was so amazing, we went um, around Three Finger Jack, mm-hmm. our first circumnav. Yeah. Uh, and on the north side of Three Finger Jack, you can see all of the different striations of colors of mm-hmm. rock because it's lava. Well, and, and Mount- it's really kind of renowned, actually, for there's this thing called, they're, they're the dikes, they're lava dikes, mm-hmm. and it's where lava actually shoots yeah. upward, and it creates, like, a vertical mm-hmm. um, discoloration in the rock versus yeah. all of the different striations that are, like, more lateral. Yeah, And, and it's so a very unique, cool thing to see. Seeing that face of Mount Hood, I think we were pretty much on the east side at that point. Um it was just really cool because there's yellow and red rock. Yeah, it was and it beautiful. was, once again, I yeah. just hadn't seen Mount Hood in that aspect in lighting. And I even have to say, before we popped up to Gnarl Ridge, first of all, you go through all these meadows that are switchbacks, yes. and we saw more people there than I feel like we'd seen all day. We saw these groups who'd be like, It's so dry. Where's the water? How far to Newton Creek? And I'd be like, I don't know. No. Um, and then we saw trail runners, our first trail runners. I don't think they were going around in one day, but some people do the Timberline Trail in a day. And so we were like, yeah, get it going. And there was like nice meadows up there, but then you kind of pop out into just this very, the plain area. And it's really cool. If you ever spend time on uh, Mount St. Helens, there's this area called the Plains of Abraham. And I feel like it kind of just reminded me of that, which I'm like, all volcanoes are the same. (laughs) But uh, anyway, it was, yeah, it was just unbelievable. The views up there. And Mm -hmm. that point, I think we were um, like a good 
eight and a half, nine hours into our day yeah. at that point. We we had a long day, mm-hmm. so um, that's like what is it, six p.m. Yeah. Uh, so at that point, I had eaten all of my snacks for the day: my candy, my all my three Cliff Bars, like my crackers, my applesauce, everything. Um, and I was kind of feeling a little low blood sugar going on, and I was like, oh shoot, like. I don't think I packed enough food for the amount of time that I'm walking today. Um, Well, honestly, it was was a different thing. So we had a different pace than our friends, I would say, and nothing wrong with that, right? Um, A lot of the time, we would kind of go ahead of them a little bit and then wait for them. And and I think it was just different because we were spending more hours waited. So it's like even if you weren't walking that entire time, we were spending more hours underweight because we didn't take our backpacks off all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I think that kind of just makes a person tired, which in the end, it actually was great training for what we did later. Like, I was super grateful for that. Yeah. But these were long days. And I think our nutrition is more dialed into if we're, like, walking all the time. And so it's like you might churn out 18 miles, yeah. but you might do it in, you know, you might do 18 miles in 11 hours. And so your nutrition is yeah. kind of dialed for that. And then and you so spend we were a lot expecting of... to do like 13 miles and and not having our nutrition. And I think I was factoring in like seven or eight hours max for that day. Yeah. So I already we're at nine hours yeah. of walking. And not so, close to done. Yeah. So you obviously eat differently, eat differently yeah. when you're laying in not yeah. walking so yeah. so uh, yeah. so I was just gonna say I was feeling like a little bit of like oh I feel like I'm kind of redlining like a little bit mm-hmm. tired and, and it then, was a steady uphill grade yeah and it then I, I did rally and then we got to this view where there's a waterfall yeah, and it was, so it was cool. just so epic it was I love the east side of Mount Hood yeah. and I think one of my favorite things about it is just all of the ridges which I think are lateral moraines from mm-hmm. the glaciers that came down and how you're just going up and down and you're just traveling it's you're not going a lot of miles like as the crow flies, but you're mm-hmm. just going up and down on the terrain around the mountain, yeah. and it was really beautiful, it was stunning. And then it was super fun because we reached the high point of the Timberline Trail, and there's like a little, well, actually a massive cairn set up yeah. that says your elevation. Yeah. So it's like I know where I am, and you know that's we knew that was the, literally the highest place that we were gonna be yeah. on the whole time. We did it on day one. Yeah, and so that was kind of fun. And then we kept going, and there was actually a couple longer snowfields, which um, were kind of fun to have a little bit of a difference in terrain. And we were so thankful for them, though, because then we were able to sit there and collect some of the water as it ran off the snowfield. Yeah. And so then we could use that for our there dinner. There were some, like, and very small... And that was, again, small... where our Canuck bag was amazing. Yeah. Because we would never have been able to catch it yeah, the in a f- uh, The flow jog. was very, like, a low amount of pressure, but you could just sit there with the Canuck and just capture it. And that was some very delightfully cold water, too. Mm-hmm. And so we were at the high point, I wrote down, at 7.15 p.m. So it was getting kind of late, and I think we still had a couple more miles left to go to the spot that I wanted to camp, but I was trying to be considerate also of our friends, and I thought, well, the next place that we see is just where we should camp. So we found a campsite that was, like, halfway decent. Molly and I stop our watches. Yeah. We're like, we're done for the day. We're kind of tired. I'm yeah. sure they're tired, too. And I remember it was so funny. They showed up and and they're like da 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 da, coming along <laughs> with their trekking poles and uh, and they're like, "Is this where we're camping tonight?" And we were like, "Oh, we just decided we'll stop early. Like it's not a big deal, you know. We'll be fine." And and Drew was like, 
don't give up on your dreams, Carrie. <laughs> Let's just keep going. And we were like, oh, they're actually like willing to keep, yeah. they're like rallying, ready to go. Yeah. So we kept on going and we found this amazing campsite with like an unbelievable view of Mount Hood, a beautiful view of the valley. We, you know, kind of saw the shadow of Mount Hood as the sun was setting. Oh, yeah. We set up. It was a perfect campsite. We and had it a was, spot. It was nice, too, because a lot of that area, when you're first descending from the high point, the mountain gets blocked out by some other little hills. And so we rounded the corner where we were going to, where we pitched our tents in these nice, flat, open areas. The mountain was, like, peekabooing out as well. Mm-hmm. So it was just really cool. And yeah. it's like, I think we were, you know at 7,000 ish feet. So you're high. And like Carrie mentioned, there's the view of the other volcanoes and there was not any wind at all. It was just this beautiful still evening. Yeah. And we pitched our tents and we yeah. boiled our food as the sun set. And yeah, it was super fun. Our friends brought a, ca- a camp chair that they yeah, let us sit what? in and also some Swiss chocolate. So we were having a great time. It actually was from Belgium, I oh, think. Oh, Belgium. And it was Belgish really good. Chocolate. And it was interesting because I think it was when I or when you sat in the chair, it tipped over backwards. <laughs> well, so the funny thing is, right, this is one thing to be aware of. It's so sandy there. And like you might think, why don't you just t- pinch your t- well, pitch your tent with rocks? Because they're volcanic rocks. So they're literally as light as air. They are so light. <laughs> And it was almost hard to pinch our pitch our tent because it's so sandy. It's like yeah. literally pitching it at the beach would be more secure. Honestly, because it would be compact, but they're yeah. just like super aerated sand. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, so we pitch our tent. We had our dinner. Everything's good. We're about getting ready to go to bed. I think we were like gonna brush our teeth, and the wind just started gusting off yeah. the mountain. It was just like gusting and gusting. And I was like, oh, that's kind of gonna and be annoying. Drew, he tonight. had a little bit of a challenge. He had pitched his tent and. Like one of his stakes came out of the ground and yeah. it, it kind of flapped around a little. And I was like, oh man, he's got to get that stake in there. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, our tent starts to blow off the mountain. And I was just like, oh. It's like, I don't even know what happened. I think that we weren't close to it. I feel like we ran to grab I, it. So it I didn't, feel like it like was like a sail. It kind of yeah. like started to lift. Yeah. And we like ran and caught it. Which was crazy because our stuff was all already in there. Our sleeping bags, our sleeping pads. Like there was weight in there already, but it was literally a blowing off the mountain. Our stakes and the were sun in had the set ground by that time, by firmly, the way. but yeah. the soil was just so loose and sandy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the wind was gusting to 30 miles yeah, an hour, it wasn't but it just bad of wind, couldn't honestly. stand up to it. And so we thought, what are we supposed to do? It blew Drew's tent over. Our tent's about to blow away. Our friend Kate's, of course, in her baby tent in this little, like, <laughs> like this depression in the ground. So she's like, what's going on yeah, she's like, there? is everyone okay? <laughs> and I was, and I remember Drew, he's so nice. He was like, so what do you do in this situation? And I'm like, I don't know. I've never heard this happen before. So we were like, well, okay, there's the, there's literally the shelter farther up. Like, there's an area that's protected with trees, so let's just go do that. And it was literally, what, 0.3 a third, of a mile yeah, away? Yeah, third mile away. So it's, like, kind of comical, right? There we are. We're in the dark. We're I've got the back end of the tent. Molly has the front end. And so I can't see anything because it's completely dark out, and she's carrying it so low that I'm, like, stubbing my toe on every rock. Carrie's like, can you please stop making me stub my toe? I think I just was like, I need you to hold it higher. And I don't think I had my headlamp for oh, some reason. I don't, it was in the tent. Yeah, and, and so it was just, like, chaos. And we're, like, carrying our tent. Oh, and we're like, maybe around the next bend is the thing. And then it's, like, around the next one. Oh, and it took a long time oh, to get there demoralizing, in the dark. And demoralizing. then we get there it's and we realize that – 
our tent zipper wasn't even fully zipped. Uh-huh. Uh, and thank God nothing fell out of it. Yeah, but we're like, know. oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, so we carried our tent once again with everything in yep. it. Uh, it's all got the poles and everything. We yeah. carry it over Stake right it to as the good as we Cooper's can. Spur shelter. Yeah. And there's, you're like, oh, no wonder there's all these rock walls that people yeah. have built. Because I think that is an area where the wind tends yeah. to rush off the mountain. And you know what? The thing is, had it been windy when we got there, I wouldn't have camped there. Totally. But it seemed like it was going to be it a still night. It was the most night. perfect still night. Yeah. There was not a breath of wind. Yeah. Until and of course, the sunset. Like, there's mice there, too. And I'm like, no, I don't want to leave my tent. So we had to go back and get the rest but of our stuff. But I was going to say that we were like yeah. really diligent when we pitched it to make sure that it was yeah. at an angle and like close enough to the rock wall so that the wind was not going to catch it and lift it up again. So it took some deliberation and time to do that. Then we had to trek another third of a mile back to our initial Mm -hmm. campsite to pick up the rest of our stuff while scanning and making sure. Um, And what I was going to say earlier when you fell in the chair was that was an example of how unstable the soil was. Because I think that when you sat in it, it just like sunk into the ground and tipped over. And so that I guess was a clue to us that, Oh, this is uh, yeah. Unstable ground. So, Pro tip, I guess, if you're planning to camp in a super epic spot with a beautiful view. Bring your own rocks. Bring your own heavy rocks so that you can just make sure that your tent is going to stay there. Uh, Because otherwise, maybe if you had a stake that was like, I don't know, three feet long, it would work. I don't know, though. Probably not. That soil is super loose. So anyway, that was just like the cherry on top of our day where it's, we're just like, it's like what is by the happening? time we're making our second trip back to our it's tent, 10. it's 10 p.m. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is like a yeah. good 12 hours of just like being up and moving. Mm-hmm. I just want to lay in the bed yeah. and here we are transferring our campsite in the dark. And the stats I had for that day is we did 16.9 miles and 4,700 feet of a gain. And that's actually... I consider that a pretty big day yeah i feel like 3500 feet of gain is respectable 4700 feet of gain is a big day and honestly i'm still impressed that our friends just were able to leap right into it with us because 17 miles 4700 feet of gain i actually that is not for the faint of heart bad i was like oh my gosh i thought we were doing 13.5 and 3500 and here kate and drew powered through a big day on their first backpacking and not only and they could have stopped about a mile earlier but they said don't give up on your dreams yeah Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Two Sisters on Adventures podcast. If you want to see any pictures or videos of what we talked about today, you can follow us on Instagram, Instagram or Facebook, Facebook at Two Sisters on Adventures. If you want to watch the video version of this podcast, you can see us on YouTube. YouTube. And if you want to follow or subscribe or leave a review, those are always appreciated because we wouldn't mind if other people heard about our podcast from you. (laughs) So anyways, thanks again for listening. Bye. Bye. Uh Uh-oh. Is my phone full? What the heck?